Welcome back, everybody, to your creativity. We've been on a bit of a unscheduled break. I myself got COVID, and unfortunately, Steve isn't joining us today. He is unavailable, but we have an amazing guest. She is out of this world. She is in space. <laughs> Alina Sheriff, how are you? Eliana. Eliana. Oh, I knew I'd screw it up. But you can go with Ellie yeah. in space. Ellie in space. That's part of the brand is to make it easy because people screw up Eliana all the time. <laughs> so it's okay. It's all right. So um, let, let, let's go back a little bit. Um, locally, most people probably saw you on Fox 13 yes. News. Yes. Um, when did you start there? And you just recently finished up. Yeah, so I moved to Salt Lake City in September of last year, so haven't even been here a year. I did move here for the job at Fox 13. Uh, I was a reporter, and that's something that I've been doing for the past eight years. So I wasn't new to the news industry, but I was new to Utah. And I actually, uh, surprisingly for some, just quit that to do my YouTube channel full-time as of almost exactly a month ago. So... It's been a, a wild ride, <laughs> um, you know, like going through all those big changes, right? Like there's, you know, moving and starting a new job. And then here I am kind of like ending that job. But uh, I'm I'm so excited and happy. And even some of my subscribers have said, you look so much happier since making this change. So, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting journey and it's exciting. What did you like most about working with Fox 13? With Fox 13 in specific or just the news just biz? Specifically them. Um, you know, I've worked for four different stations and management can sometimes not be ideal. I thought that, you know, they were really good people that I worked with. And, you know, I was very transparent and upfront about why I left and why I wanted to leave, you know, as having a discussion with my boss. And I said, look, it's it's really not you guys. It is me in this case. I have, you know, a bigger passion and a bigger vision for what I want my life to be right now. So, um, but yeah, what I liked working about them, I, I think that they had realistic expectations of their journalists. Sometimes it's kind of work people into the ground and, and that's why you see a lot of people burn out of TV news even after like two years. You know, I'm I'm one of the, the long time people that made it <laughs> almost a decade. But even then, you know, there's people that um, stay in it longer, but what I've seen is just this mass exodus of people, like across the board, not just in small markets where the pay is bad and you expect people to say, all right, this isn't as glamorous as I wanted it to be, but like people in their dream markets in Seattle and Phoenix in places where they're making a good salary, maybe, you know, that, that was their dream destination and they're leaving. And to me, that speaks volumes. Well, you recently released that video explaining why yeah. you, know, you left news and, you know, it's just so heavy these days. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, there's there's more reasons than just that. But I think that that is, you know, a key factor and why I was just like, I'm covering stuff that's exciting about our future on the Internet. More people are joining along like I, you know, it's one thing to say I want to quit my job but I don't know what I would do. But I'm like, well, I know what I would do. So what am I waiting for? But yeah, news, especially coupled, and I kind of talked about this in my video, the pandemic. Oh my gosh. I mean, 
it was so hard. Like every newscast was like COVID everything. Yeah. And it was like us journalists on the inside were like, I don't think our viewers only want to hear about COVID for the next half hour, an hour. There's other news in the world. Like, yeah. yes, it's prominent and important, but it was just like, it's so, yeah, it was tough. That was tough. And just like news in general, you know, I mean, there's, there's the phrase, it, if it bleeds, it leads for a reason. And, you know, like props to first responders that they don't get to turn this off and, and, you know, and even to journalists, but I just, I'm like, you know what, I have another option and I'd rather do that. So. Good move. I, yeah. I think. And it, it makes you happy and it's what you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, the, the job itself, how did COVID affect that? Did you get more hours, less hours? Um, For reporting? Yeah. I would say COVID barely affected it. When I, so when COVID started, I was the main anchor in Tri-Cities, Washington. Okay. We never worked from home. We never worked remotely because I was like the main anchor. So the most we did was like space us out during the newscasts. Um, and I think we had to wear masks. Fox 13 was more like strict about that. They, they wanted as few people in the building as possible. So when I started, I worked remotely and that kind of stayed the whole time. I never edited a single story from the computer at the station. They gave us laptops, they gave us Wi-Fi pucks. And that's kind of been a nice workflow to get into because now I do that for my YouTube. So yeah. as long as I have Wi-Fi, I can edit a video. Like I'm I'm taking a trip to Nashville tomorrow and I already have like two videos that I'm like, all right, you got a three hour flight, you know, knock these puppies out. And so um, working from a laptop and like for so many people, we're just working remotely is like, it's amazing. <laughs> like, it's so awesome. I, I work from home for my job because um, uh, I work for Dry Bar Comedy and they're down in Provo. And part of me being hired was that I'd, I'd work from home. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's different. Yeah. It, that, that freedom is a curse and a blessing. Yes. You know, I agree it, with that. Because I can do it at one in the morning or, you know, during regular hours. But at the same time, when you're home, you, you're easily distracted. All your oh, toys are yeah. there and <laughs> everything. You're distracted or, you know, like even I've been kind of like, you know, just going to Starbucks for a few hours, like just to kind of focus, right? Because at home, it's hard to like separate those those spaces, right? Like, you know, some people that work out from home in their living room, I'm like, I want that just to be my living room, right? So, um, but it was really nice. I actually just bought my own personal laptop before I was using my works, obviously. And so I was able to take that laptop to Texas and like edit while I was there. And that sounds like so, okay, what's the big deal? But for me, it was like, I haven't had a working laptop really since college. So it was a big level up, you know, in my, uh, in my production to have that. Yeah. Edit while you're still, yeah, still traveling. Totally. No, that Texas trip, tell, tell us about it was to, um, Starbase. Star, Star so Base. my third trip to Texas, um, it, it really since September. So I went September, uh, February, wait, April. Okay, it's my fourth trip to Texas, third trip to Starbase. What is Starbase? Well, Starbase is where they're building Starship. That is SpaceX's rocket that's going to take us to Mars eventually. 
and uh, you know they're literally building rockets on the beach. Uh, it's it's incredible. Even if you're not like super into space, I think anyone would enjoy it. It's just kind of like awe-inspiring to see these behemoth, you know, rockets on the side of the road. But um, yeah, this most recent trip. Uh, I, I didn't even have much of a plan when I went down there, but you know, I came home with like five or six stories. So um, obviously waiting for, for the big day when there's gonna be an orbital flight test, uh, but we're still waiting on that. So just like this trip, I don't know if you saw my video, I kind of talked about the changing landscape of Brownsville, one of the poorest cities in the country and yeah. how it's benefited. And then obviously there's pros and cons to every change in a community. So just kind of deep diving into that, but it was it was fun to like take my journalism skills and you know, put them to the test more so cuz I I feel like my previous videos I was just like trying to keep the content consistent and maybe not spending as much time editing them and now I'm like well, look here, you know, this is this is it. So, you know, do better, do your best spend more time with the piece. Um, but I think like having that journalism background, it's like, well, your deadline's 5 p.m. Yeah, so, like, you're already in that Yeah, you're just like, for... you know, turn and burn, like get it out there. So like I can do that, but it's like, slow down. I don't yeah, have to. Take the time to make it a little totally. more elegant. And totally. And polished. Yeah. Exactly. What first got you in the mindset of having a YouTube channel? You know, the story is kind of interesting. Uh, I wasn't thinking of doing a YouTube. Like, I've had that channel, you know, for a few years, but wasn't ever, like, thinking of it in the mindset of, like, ooh, I want to have a niche and I want to get monetized. And then it was actually my ex-boyfriend who said, hey, you know, you're, you're so good on TV. You really love making videos. Why don't you make a YouTube channel? At, like, I, you know, didn't think that, anyone would watch, um, but I started making some, you know, I was seeking out unique Airbnbs and making vlogs about that, like seriously unique, like staying on a houseboat and staying in an old fire lookout, really cool things, but, you know, they weren't really taking off. And yeah. then randomly he was like, hey, I ordered this Starlink beta test unit I had no idea what it was. What? And also, I was like, why'd you order it? Like, we have internet. What's going on here? But he was like, you know what? I think this is going to be a hit. Um, and and it was. We made a review of this when so many people were, you know, waiting across the country to have this accessible for them. So it was, like, just striking gold kind of at the right time. And then when I learned more about Starlink, I'm like, wow, this is really, you know, a game changer for, like, the world. And so I was like, well, I can report about anything because I've reported about <laughs> just about everything in my career. So let me like bring the people updates about this and, and let me really dive into this and try to understand it more. And then it just kind of like, you know, took off from there into covering more SpaceX stuff, even some Tesla stuff, um, astronomy, you know, there's so much stuff that I still want to do. And now that I have more time to do it, you know, I'm sure I can dive into more stuff. But yeah, I mean, as I don't know, that's that's the truth is like I, I credit my ex-boyfriend with a lot of this, which, you know, 
yeah. Sometimes men are useful for something. Yes. Well, no, I really, I, I do. You know, I look back and I'm like, that was, I'm, I'm so thankful that, that, uh, you know, like every relationship, right? You learn a lesson or, you know, I, I, totally. it's, it's unfortunate that so many people are just bitter and they're like, what a waste of time, you know, I lost two years of my life dating that person. I'm like, you know, I'm, it's too bad it didn't work out, but like, look at all the things like, you know, I learned how to like drive stick shift in that relationship. I learned how to play poker. Like I like basically started this new career. So like there's all these like cool changes and I'm sure like he could look back and think of similar things, hopefully that I've contributed to his life. So yeah, past relationships I've had one taught me how to love and one taught me how to live and one, you know, taught me how to, you know, think differently. Right. 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 Having people in your life is amazing, good or bad. Right. Now, what first got you interested in space in general? Were you like a kid curious about space and all that kind of stuff? Because I was. You were. Yeah. I mean, you are wearing a NASA shirt, so, you know, there's there's some indication there. Um, When I was about nine, we went to the Kennedy Space Center and... That's where the shirts go. Yeah, and uh, there was an astronaut there, Story Musgrave, and he, you know, selected a random person from the audience, which happened to be me. So I have a picture with him, and that was pretty cool, but I didn't really, like, follow it much since then. Um, You know, I remember, you know, maybe watching certain movies here and there, but uh, I think that it doesn't matter what point in your life when you get into space. Like, everyone's welcome right? Mm -hmm. We all have a stake in it, right? Like, you know, expanding humanity onto different planets, the idea of that is awesome. So I I would say that definitely as this has become my more than just a passion project, I've tried to learn more and continue to try and learn more. But no, I wasn't like that geeky space kid, truthfully. But I'm because people people see me as a space nerd now and I, I wear that title proudly yeah i was in young young astronauts in junior high when space camp the movie came out i wanted to be there you know and i love star trek and all all that so uh, i'm all into the space um what was the next question i had um you're organized i like that you have questions get me in the mindset yeah um so you you said you've worked as a reporter in four different markets. So what, yeah. what were those markets? Well, I graduated from college in 2014, and within three months, I got my first job, my first bite in South Dakota. Yeehaw! Isn't that exciting? Wouldn't you want to move there? So uh, my boss asked if I could move there, you know, in, in less than a week. Um, because the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally was going on and he wanted me to see like, you know, the main thing like all year that, you know, is the the attraction there and kind of the tourist draw. So I moved there sight unseen in five days, packed up my car and left. And that was my first time really away from home because my college was only 15 minutes away. I went to Loyola Marymount University. So to save money, I still lived at home, and so it was, like, really a big change from growing up in L.A. to going to South Dakota, sight unseen. Um, 
and actually, I want to back up even further a little bit. One thing that I find also interesting about my TV news journey is I did not go to journalism school. I didn't do, you know, the internship with the big station where pretty much every other person that I know followed that path. Instead, I got an English degree. I was doing real estate while I was in college. That was not so great at the time because I was a very shy human being, which is hard to believe now. And I uh, realized that I didn't want to do that anymore, but I didn't really have a plan. So when I was just about to graduate, I thought, well, like getting into TV news sounds so cool, but how do I do that? Um, I, I didn't do an internship. So I found this website of this guy named Jay Jackson, who was Perd Happley in Parks and Rec. So he was a real-time journalist for, you know, over 20, 25 years. And then now he just does a bunch of acting. He was on Scandal, too, I believe. Um, but anyway, he was running a Los Angeles reporters clinic where you give him some money and you spend two days with him. And he took me around town and kind of point and shoot, you know, say this 20 times. And he took the best cuts and threw together a reel. And so South Dakota... South Dakota saw my potential because I did not know much of anything. <laughs> I, we went on a family trip there, and I, I didn't know anything about it before. Before then, you know, we went to the caves and you know Mount Rushmore and stuff. Yeah, and I enjoyed it, but I I didn't know living there if I, I I could handle that. You know, I I really enjoyed it because at the time I was really into barrel racing, and so I had a horse. Uh, if I were to live there now, it might be a little harder to find stuff to do. I mean, I would probably hike, and I think they've since added a rock climbing gym, you know, in, like, recent years I haven't been there. But, um, but yeah, I think, like, the horse made a big difference um, because it is, like, there's a big rodeo community there. And yeah. um, it was definitely – I look back on the experience with, you know, nothing but good memories, and I'm I'm very happy that – it is a part of my life. I think you need to find the beauty in anywhere you go, really. For sure. You know, I've met too many young journalists that get out of college and they get their first job in a small news market and they just kind of like, you know, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like shit on the place and, you know, just, oh, this place sucks and there's nothing to do and it's so small and I deserve to be in this bigger place. And it's like... You got to pay your dues and like, don't make the next three years that you've just signed a contract for miserable here. Yeah. Find that cute little cafe, find the cool hikes in town, find the hidden gems of this place. Cause they're everywhere. And explore new ways to tell stories and, and lurk, look for stories instead right. of them just oh, yeah. know, coming to you. Oh, we, we got to look for stories. That's, <laughs> that's the daily requirement. Every, I would get so much anxiety every morning because we'd have the morning meeting and you have to like enterprise your stories. So like sometimes there's, it just really feels like there's nothing going on. So it's like, you know, Eliana, what are your story ideas for the day? And so I'd be like scouring these like local Facebook groups of like, <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff that we ran with, I'm like, wow. This is even newsworthy. And I think even like, you know, our general audience <laughs> might think the same things. But yeah, that that is actually like extremely stressful to just pull story ideas, you know, from 
some days that feel really slow, especially in a very small market when there's like not much going on. So yeah. tough. But Salt Lake is a good creative kind of yeah. big play. So I think Pari Salt Lake doesn't have as much problem as other areas would. No, it's it's definitely been like the easiest uh, because it is so much bigger than the markets I've worked in. But yeah, I mean, obviously there are just certain days where it's like stories that you're like, oh man, I'm either not super excited about covering the story or even just stories like there was one week where we just had like so many tragedies, like all week, every day. It was like just such a heavy week. And I'm really glad to not have to soak that up anymore. You know, I mean, I, so many people I meet, they're like, I don't watch the news anymore. And unfortunately, when you <laughs> when you work for the news, it doesn't work yeah, like that. Kind of got to be be there and here at all yeah it's crazy it really is crazy i feel like there's so many misconceptions and just like you know the way that like pop culture and like tv shows and even like cartoons like family guy like depict the news and it's like oh my gosh it couldn't even be further from the truth like the onion headlines see now yeah they're the like, onion. They're, like <laughs> they're realistic now their job their jobs have to be hard yeah Seriously. The fake news, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I uh I, I would I, I actually made a second channel. I've only posted one video on it, but I want to post more just about like lessons that I've learned from TV news, you know, how to get better at public speaking, or just like things that you wouldn't expect, or you know, like because really like being on the inside is so much different than what people see. Well, cool. I'm I'm interested in that channel. Yeah, oh, cool. I, just like little side stories. That'll, yeah. that'll be cool. Cool. Um, who inspires you, like on reporter end or just space end or just life? Well, of course, Elon Musk. I mean, I think he inspires a lot of people. And the more that I've really like, you know, dived into this whole SpaceX, Tesla, Musk universe. You know, I think a lot of people don't like him, but just his, like, motivation, determination, you know, sticking to things even when it seemed like they were impossible. Um, you know, SpaceX totally almost failed. Tesla, same thing. They were, like, almost completely failed around the same time. And so, you know, most people would walk away and... He obviously hasn't. And even though, like, he's tremendously rich, he still hasn't walked away. You know, some people would just, like, get super rich and then, like, you know, Sell time for off, yeah. the beach. And I think that that is, is really inspiring. Um, and even the SpaceX president, Gwen Shotwell, she's also a female role model um, who, I, who I really appreciate as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean... They've definitely, uh, and then, you know, on, on just a more personal level, um, I read the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, and he, he is also a really great inspiration. I highly recommend that book if you haven't read it. I have not. I'm, I'm not a big reader. Oh, okay. Like, last year I bought, like, five books, and I'm slowly working through one. <laughs> They're good on the plane, you know? 
or maybe before bed, but sometimes they make me like so tired. (laughs) It's funny, like scrolling through, you know, Facebook or Instagram before bed, it's just like the opposite effect, you know, you're like not (laughs) tired, you're suddenly energized and, and then reading, it's just like, you read a paragraph three times and like, what did I just read? (laughs) (laughs) That's why, that's why I like the books on the planes, but, um, yeah, books are great. I love books and I've, I've recently gotten back into them because um, I, too, you know, wasn't really reading much. I mean, we, we all read. We all read articles and read stuff on the Internet. But, like, to sit there and read a book, I just feel like you, you can't be passive. Whereas, like, watching TV, you can multitask and tune out and, you know, like, reading. Reading is, you know, you have to yeah, be paying attention. In. You have to be using your imagination, you know fill in the blanks that, that's why i like getting books that like i know will interest me right like i got the will smith book i got uh the dave burl book okay and uh what's did, his name did you read matthew mcconaughey's green lights no I, I i have that too and that one's next after i finish uh, the stanley really tucci one because okay. we went to italy last year and stanley tucci has that tv show and the book's all about food and him growing up so i I thought that would be interesting, but yeah, that, that's how I'm trying to drag myself back into reading is just really interesting books. Yeah. But yeah, that green lights, I'm really excited about. Really that good. One. And there's a bunch of pictures in it, which is like, I love that. I love when books have pictures. And I want to, I'm going to listen to the audiobook too, because he does <laughs> the audiobook and just that voice. I, it's funny, like, I like the idea of audiobooks, but I find that, like, I can zone out. And so, like, just, like, reading, you you have to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I think, like, it's unfortunate, but I'm sure that we all in some way or another have been impacted by kind of a shorter attention span or, you know. I mean, we're just we're just so bombarded with with distraction, with noise, with overstimulation, there's so much coming at us. And then, you know, people have ADHD. Yeah. And, like, different levels of autism. It's yeah. Just... It's, it's, it's a lot. And I think it's gotten worse. Like, I, you know, I mean, even, like, as simple as, you know, my parents used to say, don't have the phone out at the dinner table. And now they're the ones with the <laughs> phone out. Don't be on your phone. Meanwhile, I was your yeah. dad's over. Yeah, and he's playing <laughs> words with friends. Get off of that. Yeah, Play that later, <laughs> dude. Come on. It's funny. But it's just funny that the tables have turned a little bit. But I think, uh, man, I don't know. Social media is such a double-edged sword. I've been really thinking about that a lot lately. And, uh, yeah, good and bad. Especially if you're, like, trying to make a living on social media. Yeah. you got to promote it. You know, but it's really easy to get sucked into it, and it really does. It's such a distraction, you know. And it is. Uh, Instagram is like the only one I really get on. Well, know? that's how you contacted me, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I heard you on Andy Gold's podcast. He was recording it while oh, guys yeah. walked through. Just a little snippet. Yeah. Wow. I want to be. I want to actually be on that podcast. By the way. So hey, Andy. Andy, hit me up. come on. <laughs> come on. Well, it's funny. I actually, um, 
I think I share some experiences there. So I think that I, I, you know, would make a good guest. I actually just on my second channel, which I'm calling Elevated. So there's Ellie in space and then my personal one. Um, I did a, my only video on it so far is that I just celebrated 15 years of not drinking alcohol. Congratulations. And so that surprised a lot of people. And, you know, most people were very uh, nice about it. Some people were like, well, you shouldn't have been drinking when you were 15 anyway. <laughs> it's like, okay, like, I'm pretty sure most of the people yeah. at your high school <laughs> like had tried it, but whatever. Let's take a poll. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. find out. <laughs> there's, there's, like, always someone negative. Even if you get, like, 100 positive comments, it's, like, the one negative one that sticks out to you. And it's, it's you just got to roll it off, man. You just got to realize that, you know. Not everyone's going to like you, and uh, yeah. you shouldn't try to make everyone like you. Luckily, our stuff doesn't have much of an audience enough to for comments. <laughs> okay. So I don't have to deal with those. I've had, we've had one big video on our, our YouTube. Oh. We interviewed the guy that plays Trent Krim on uh, Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. He did okay. a show for BYU TV. Oh, cool. And I was interviewing about that, and I talked to him about Ted Lasso for about five minutes put that clip up and it's got 45,000 wow. views and you know that's just full of comments but everything else there's it's like crickets I love reading the comments some people are like you shouldn't read the comments I'm like why you know like as long as you can separate like that from I don't know reality or just like re realize that yeah. it's the internet like I think that they're really entertaining and you know, it's good to know. It's good to have a pulse on like what you're doing right and what you can improve upon. And so, yeah, I think the one negative one I read is like, this guy isn't a very good interviewer. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're right. <laughs> I'm a former introvert <laughs> who loses his mind all the time. So, <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. How long have you been doing the podcast? Uh, over five years. Oh my gosh. Yeah, last year was five years. What? Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. I, I just wanted to share people's stories. I'm turning it around on you. Okay. See what I'm doing? Um, I'm becoming the journalist. That's <laughs> what I get for having a reporter. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me. Just, I, you know, there's I Am Salt Lake podcast out there. Another one's like that, you know, to focus on locally. But I wanted to, you know do it to creativity yeah so you can pull in all sorts of people sure. you know artists performers broadcasters comedians you know i work with wise guys so i got tons of friends that are comedians oh i love wise guys and so yeah i, I didn't want to make it strictly you know comedian so i'm like creativity you know yeah. i know artists i know you know all sorts of people magicians oh yeah my first episode my first, it started out as a blog. The first blog was with a, a magician, and I had him on later. And then, yeah, 166 episodes later, here we are. Wow. That's dedication. Can you tell, because I, I have never done the podcast side, can you tell, like, how many plays it gets or how many people you have in your audience? There's probably a way to look. I, you know, it's not the mission right, to right. make the money and it's like oh yeah I have 500 people that listen to the <laughs> episode in 24 hours I'm sure there's 
you know, meet amazing people, share the stories. Right. And hopefully, you know, hopefully it gets out there and... Learn something new. Yeah. I love talking to people. You can't be a journalist if you don't like talking to people, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> in general, I like people, but I also... People annoy the hell out of me. Yeah. That's usually the people that are just doing dumb shit. You know, off the top of my head, I kept anything right now, but it's just like, what is in your mindset that you're, you're doing that and being public about it? Mm-hmm. Like stuff, some stuff in news about Utahns, it's like, you're not making us look good. <laughs> no. The, you know, That's like, anywhere you go. The real housewives and stuff like, you know, that stuff. And Just Google Florida man and your birthday and... <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing, apparently. Florida is its own country. Yeah, <laughs> Florida. It's like anything happened there, and you're like, yeah. Yep. I can't wait back to go back down there in October. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to go back there. I haven't been since I was like eight or nine. You need to do a story at Kennedy Space Center. I know. It will happen. Mark my words. Probably by the end of the year. For sure. A lot of trips. Almost like too many. Is that a thing? You can write them off now. Yeah. (laughs) Some of them. Some of them. Yeah, when we were down there, we did a tour with an astronaut. I I can't remember his name, but it was was a really cool experience. And um, at the end, we had lunch, and he was telling us about the Armageddon uh, movie premiere that was there. And just meeting all of them, and just, uh, it it was really cool. Um, don't know where I was going at that, but <laughs> everyone go to Kennedy Space Center. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do the tour. It's, yeah. it's fun. Um, now with the channel or as a reporter, what situ- situations were most creative when you're trying to put put something together? Creative. Well, um, for the channel, I think up every story idea. I mean, sometimes I have suggestions, but it's constantly looking for new content. You know, and I like to have like a log of some more like evergreen ideas for when there might be a lull in, in, in space news. But I also like to look at my channel as a news source as well, just because like I know how to report on the news so if it's relevant to starlink or spacex or tesla i try to get those videos out sooner um but but i really love especially like with the youtube i don't have to be boxed in by you only get two minutes for your story and you know it's like pretty cookie cutter with how they want it in the news versus like on youtube man like it's almost like it's almost hard because like the possibilities are endless with how you can produce it. And, you know, do I want to like try and make this part kind of funny with this little sound effect or do I want to, you know, like put more music here or just like, like the creativity is, yes, I love that part of it. Um, because it, you really have all the decisions to make and, Sometimes it can be kind of overwhelming because you're like, well, I think this is really good, but does anyone else? And so that's one thing that I've been doing recently is um, like I'll make a pretty finished draft and then I'll put it on my Patreon and I'll be like, hey, guys, 
come participate in the creative process. And, and it's actually been really nice because I feel like, okay, at least I know that, you know, there's like a hundred people that have access to this before it goes out to the world and they can, you know, kind of be like my second set of eyes and, and, um, I can fine tune the piece. So that's, that's pretty nice actually. Um, but yeah, I, I would say just creating content on YouTube is extremely creative. Um, and then with news, um, there has been more of a push in recent years to break out of that stereotype of like, just, you know, what a news piece should look like. I think that people are more, um, trying to think out of the box. And like, I know even when I was there, my boss wanted someone to like be dedicated to like the social media aspect and just creating stuff just for the web because, because they know, they know that like YouTube is the future and more people are online and not a lot of people are watching TV news. So, um, you know, it's, I think like we were saying before, it's a really noisy world and to hold someone's attention is kind of hard. So, you know, it's all in the way that you present your material. That, that first few seconds. Yes. Gotta, you got to hook, hook the them. people, but you don't want to do it in a way that's like, not genuine or kind of like clickbaity because that also people don't people don't appreciate that but you know I think it's just taking that extra time to really think about you know how to convey your message Um, and it's unfortunate you know sometimes that people might have something really good to say but it's just not being heard I'm just processing that, so uh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot to process, yeah. I went on a... Uh, sorry, I'm going no, on no, another tangent. No, go for it. I went on a hinge date. Didn't work out, by the way. <laughs> um, but he was like, man, you know, like, there's a lot of, like, these, like, engineering you know, students that I know that, like, they have really good information, but they're presentation is so dry and he was like have you ever considered being like a consultant for the more like technical people that might not know how to speak and deliver but like you know they have like this this great presentation or or you know this this device that might change the world but and I I was like that's a really interesting idea for like a spin-off of like how to use you know skills from basically public speaking for eight years to try and help people that it just doesn't come naturally. Sorry, that was that just no triggered that. Um, unless you want to talk about Utah dating, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's its own episode. <laughs> I, I was never good at it. I've been off the market a long time, so congratulations. Like, if I ever splash down down in that again, I I think I'm pretty screwed. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a rough. It's a rough scene. I, I can only imagine. Yeah. It's actually, you know, speak of comedians, I did open mic three times. And shout out to the, all the comedians because that is not an easy feat. But I did make jokes about the dating here. So jokes or facts. Yeah. One of the two. Jo- jokes or facts that make you laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the truth is funny. The, I know there's a saying, but it's not coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> but but speaking of Utah, you are very outdoorsy. Oh. Like 
you know, if you follow your stories on it, people follow your stories on Instagram, you are hiking everywhere, climbing up rocks everywhere. Yeah, I love it so much. I love, I mean, I'm a rock climber and wow, this is the place to be for inside and outdoor access. The indoor gyms here are phenomenal, state of the art. We have Olympians, okay? What? That's amazing. Uh, and then outside, the access is crazy. You can drive 20 minutes and be at a crag with all these routes and, you know, find shady places if it's too hot, find, you know, places, you know, throughout the fall. Uh, so there's, there's a reason why people come here to Utah that aspire to be climbers. Um, and the hiking here is great. I want to start hiking because, you know, I'm, I'm stuck home all the time. It's like, yeah, I I think I want to start doing morning hikes just to get me outside and, you know, lose this gut. (laughs) It, 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 it feels so good, you know, like it's just such a great way to clear your mind and, you know, just be outside in fresh air. Although I did do Grandeur Peak yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is longer than I remembered. No, where is that near? Uh, Grandeur Peak is up Mill Creek Canyon. Okay, that's, um, that's pretty close to me. But it's like 2,400 feet of elevation gain, so it's pretty, uh, pretty tiring, especially if it's hot out, but... Now the the hiking here, just the outdoors, incredible. I love it. Well, if we take that hike together, I'll go as far as I can, and then, <laughs> and then you you'll can find me on the way back. <laughs> and then you'll set up your uh, your podcast, and there you'll interview someone on the way <laughs> <Yeah>. down. And <laughs> how was your hike today? Yeah, yeah, it is, it is a long hike. It is a long hike. It's worth it though. Where's your favorite place to hike? Um, here, lo- locally, or other parts of the state? Um, well, I really enjoyed going down south, um, but I've only done that once so far. I want to make another trip soon. I did Angel's Landing, which felt amazing. I I was on the section with the chains. My partner turned around. He was like, no, I'm not going to do this. And I'm like, good, you know, like, because this is truly enter at your own risk. But I was like, wow, I'm I thought I'd be more afraid, but I think all the exposure from rock climbing, it's like, eh, you know. Um, but here, I really like Lake Blanche. That's, you know, a beautiful reward at the end of it. Uh, really great in the summertime. Um, there's a local hike that not a lot of people seem to know about, Pencil Point on Jack's Mountain. So that one's, like, very vertical, steep, Um but it's not like an all-day commitment, which is really nice. So, yeah, there's there's some great... There's probably more that I don't even know about. But Oh, and I forgot to mention this, the road biking, too. Love to ride my bike, so that's also been I miss fun. my bike. I haven't had a bike in a long time. Well, giddy up. Giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> now, you went to that... Um, that Tesla, what was it called? The Cyber Rodeo. Cyber Rodeo. Cyber Rodeo. That that looked like lots of fun because um, incredible. It, it was a there was they put a new manufacturing building down there. Giga Austin. It's now the global headquarters of Tesla, and it is huge. 
Giga Texas actually is yeah. what it's called tell, in Austin. Tell us more about that experience. So that experience was, I was very lucky to be a part of it. Um, in the sense that I flew to Austin hoping to get in because you had to have either an invite with a, like from being someone's plus one or a QR code. Um, even if you were a plus one, you still needed that QR code. It wasn't like very, it, you couldn't sneak into it. Uh, you couldn't pay your way into it, right? Um, and so I flew to Austin not having a ticket, but somehow just come on, flying sp spaghetti monster, spaghetti, uh, you know, like, <laughs> make it work. Um, and, and two days before the event, I checked my Twitter unread DMs. Always do this, guys, because there might be, you know, a golden ticket in there. And it was an employee that works for Tesla. And he's like, hey, um, my fiance can't make it, but would you like to be my plus one? You know, I love that you're like a female in, in, in space and in tech. And do you want to come? Are you kidding me? Of course I want to come. So uh, I answered. Are you going to be down there? <laughs> yeah, I answered. And, and I was lucky because apparently after he hadn't heard from me, he'd reached out to a few other women um, who didn't answer either. So anyway, I got super lucky, got the QR code, and it was just so memorable. It was super cool. I still haven't personally interacted with Elon, but, you know, saw him give a speech on the stage. I was maybe 20 feet away and, uh, just, just really cool to see, you know, this like evolution of this factory with how they produce Tesla's there. And then Cybertruck production is either already started or starting soon. So it was, it was really cool. It was definitely, um, a big party combined with just, you know, seeing the inside of something that they're trying to have more of you know there's giga berlin that opened pretty recently and so i'm not so much on the tesla side i have done like some content about tesla yeah. but that's also kind of a pretty saturated um niche i would say on youtube but but with the spacex right, element it, right you know it's a kind of a a cool sidebar right right um speaking of elon do you think he is actually going to go through with the cell with Twitter, or do you think he's trying to back out of it? Oh my gosh, man! What was the last thing that it, it might he might back out? Yeah, just because put on hold because he's not quite so sure about the bots. And I think that there's different theories to that one. Some people think you know it's just trying to get a lower price. I I don't care that much about the Twitter thing, yeah. honestly. Um, you know, if that's something important to him for like free speech and what did he call it, the bedrock of democracy or whatever, that's great, but I think that there's more important things. Yeah, But I, I just thought it was an interesting twist that all of a sudden yeah. uh, he's trying to buy it. It was an interesting twist, and a lot of people were not happy about it because they think it's a distraction, and, you know, I mean, some people seem to be trying to, like, say that that was also somehow intertwined with Tesla stock going down. I'm not sure, but I'm a Tesla shareholder. And I mean, just like, you know, investing in general right now is rough with the economy. And crypto. Just yeah. Oh, yeah. Crypto. I'm sorry. <laughs> Check on your crypto friends, right? Yeah. Uh, crypto's, yeah, crypto's bad. But uh, people say the word crypt 
uh, crypto, I just shut down. It's yeah. like, <laughs> I don't even know where to start to understand it. Yeah. I have a little bit, but I'm not inspired to get more. And I'm still confused by NFTs. Yeah. Is it just a copyright sale? I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't get it. I met this young buck, this, you know, 21 year old who had made incredible money with NFTs, but that is such a rare, you know, circumstance. I think he got very lucky. Um, but but I was blown away. I'm like, wait, you're 21 and you have how much in your bank account from investing three thousand dollars? You know, now you have over a million dollars. How? What? So yeah, um, it is crazy. It is crazy. But yeah, I think most people just see it as stay away. I'll stay with the original cabbage for now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, to close things out, we have a series of bonus questions. Ooh, I to love have, those. To have fun with. Uh, the first one is, what does creativity mean to you? Wow, oh, wow, wow. Creativity. Creativity is uh, letting your inner spirit, your inner um, expression show on the outside um, and and you know, I just feel like it's, it's an extension of who you are in whatever art form that you're creating. So, you know, with my YouTube, especially because I'm not so boxed in, like I felt with TV news, it's like, this is me. Like I can be original. I can be myself and I can, that's, that's, that's an interesting question. Well, and you can speak your mind more too, because yeah. you're not constructed by the constricted by the yeah. pressures of the job and the you know the things they have to keep in balance. Yeah. When I yeah, when I think of creativity, it's just like letting yourself go with whatever medium that is, just you know kind of just yeah, like expressing yourself, um not holding back and not overthinking whatever you're doing, right? Yeah, just try it and put yeah. it out there or, or don't. Just So many people ask me like, well, how do you do the YouTube? Oh, I've always wanted to start a YouTube. And I'm like, then start. Like, just, yeah. just start. It's funny because people think, oh my gosh, but what if my video sucks? Everyone's going to see it. I'm like, actually... No one's going to see it because you have no audience. Like, you'll be lucky if everyone sees it, and that's really unlikely. So realize that in the beginning, there's probably going to be no one watching, yeah, and that is your trial and error, and the only way to start is to start. It, it makes me sad, like so many people that have these like unrealized dreams and goals, and they just, just, they're just too scared to even try, you know? Yeah, I'll look, that, look at that in three months. Yeah. Look or I've always wanted to and it's like okay well I guess you're always going to be wanting to and it's always going to be in the back of your mind yeah you know just life is too short man you gotta you gotta live life for you get out there do it people come on take the plunge now this next question is not so deep or or it might be oh who's your favorite Muppet and why <laughs> <laughs> I love Kermit's voice. I mean, 
he's just this cute little mopey green guy. I think he's great. Yeah, I would say Kermit. I I love that voice. Um, you know, I I am not a huge Muppet fan, but nobody's could take perfect. It. I think. <laughs> wait, do I have? Hold on, hold on. Let me check real quick. Oh wait, no. I had another key that had a Muppet on it. I have since gotten rid of it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's Gonzo because he's weird and surrounded had, by chicks. I think I had. <laughs> wait, which one's which one's the little bear? The bear. Wait, like a bear with a bow tie. Oh, Fozzie. Fozzie. Yeah, the comedian. Yeah, he was on my key. I love Fozzie. He's fun. Fun little story. You can. I. I love getting keys with like the custom prints. Yeah, at Home Depot. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen them. It's just exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use. I think my car keys what I use most. Yeah. I, I don't really have any other keys. Yeah. Um, and the last bonus question is: In the movie of your life, who would you want to play you? Oh. <laughs> in the movie of my life I mean I do like to be on camera so I I would say me but let me think of someone else no, that, that's not a wrong answer you can play yourself <laughs> I want to play myself <laughs> um, let, but, but let me think of a backup in case I'm like sick or something um, oh I love Jennifer Lawrence I freaking love her yeah, she's awesome I pick her and she's I, versatile too, because like she can do drama and comedy and action. Dude, she's awesome. Just like Chef's you, kiss. drama, comedy, and yeah, <laughs> and action. I do need to go back to open mic. I have some new material that I want to try out. Of course, I think it's hilarious, based on a true story. But you won't another know. dating story. A very yes, a very recent dating story, actually. Oh. Can I get a preview off? off sure, mic? You, can, you can get a preview. <laughs> um, um, never have I ever been told that sunsets are better than sex until I moved to Utah. That's a good one. Yeah. How does this happen, you ask? Well, <laughs> I tried to go on a date with a Mormon guy. I'm not LDS. And... It became evident that we probably weren't going to work out. <laughs> there's, there's a joke in there. I mean, I could tell it. Yeah. I could tell it. No, that, that, that's a good preview. Yeah, that's a preview. That's, that's, that's not even like the delivery. But uh, that was an interesting experience. I think that's part of why dating here is hard because, you know, I'm not religious. Yeah, the a Mormon factor is makes things weird dating wise. Yeah, especially if they're young and they're looking, you know, to get married. Or if they're like one foot in, one foot foot out. I think some of them like don't want to say they're not, but it's like, well, if you're having sex with a bunch of people, I don't know. I don't know much about it, but be be true to yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a whole have a whole nother podcast about more you know we had a, a, a Cara Burrell on recently and she she left the church and like 
Her her job now is like post Mormon type stuff. Yeah. You know, people's journeys post Mormon. Sure. And you know, I'm I'm post Mormon, so you know, hearing those stories is is really interesting. But yeah. she she make she makes it fun. Her TikTok's pretty fun. But yeah. Oh, the, she's a TikToker. Yeah. Okay. TikTok is so big now, man. See, I'm I'm trying to talk myself into like figuring out something like every Tuesday, TikTok Tuesday, just okay. I pop on there and do something, but I I know. Just need to do it like we've been yeah. talking about all along. Yeah. But I just Why is that? I don't know. Why 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 do we hold ourselves back? What is it that we think it's gonna take too much time? That like what what is it? It's so funny, like, how sometimes, like, when you finally do the thing, you're like, I've been waiting that long? Like, whatever mental hang-up I had, you know, I think, yeah. like, investigate that. Why have you not been doing that? Because I don't think I'm clever enough. It's like, no, you know, nobody's going to enjoy this. You won't know until you try. I mean, how, sure. much, how much of a time investment is it really? Yeah. Ten minutes to think up what I'm going to say, and right. three minutes to actually record it and right. post it. So, and you know it's going to get better with consistency. True. <laughs> I have a content coach. Yay. Yeah. I just, I just like this is so stupid. But recently, I finally got you know a lav mic, and it it made all the difference in the world. Oh my gosh. My sound quality is so much better now. People are like, wow, like this is amazing. It was like $100, so not even expensive, really. And I could have had all of those videos sound better had I just taken the time to Google whatever is like compatible with my camera, which is like pretty much everything. But I was like, well, I'm not sure exactly, you know, what's going to work with my camera. Oh my gosh, lady. <laughs> then just do, why do you think you have Google? I was just like, wow, like here's a great example of me putting something off for months that could have like leveled up my content with something that was so easily, you know, fixed or easy yeah. to investigate. So And you'd be so much more expressive. Yeah. Because you're not holding a mic and yeah. you know, worried about keeping it close and stuff like that. It's just it's just interesting sometimes like the way that we hold ourselves back with like with things that are so easy to like navigate we just have these like weird mental hang-ups or at least i do maybe not everyone maybe everyone else has it together <laughs> yeah it seems like it <laughs> i don't far from well across the web where can where can people find you oh where can they find me yeah um they can find me on youtube at ellie in space e-l-l-i-e uh, they can find me on Instagram at Eliana in space because Ellie in space was taken. Who? Why? Um, so Do that's, they use it? I hate it when like the perfect thing's taken and it just is sitting there. I'm not. I actually haven't investigated oh. who has it, but it wouldn't let me change it to that. So Eliana, my real first name, E-L-I-A-N-A in space. And then <laughs> eSheriff TV on Twitter and I don't know what else. Uh, I don't have an OnlyFans, so you can't find me there. I have a Patreon. Oh, I do have a Patreon. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking because the amount of people that have asked me to start an OnlyFans is crazy. Uh, Patreon. I think you just look up Ellie in space. But Patreon C rocks. 
could you put your like similar content that you do on Patreon onto OnlyFans? Because that doesn't necessarily have to be so that. So my issue with starting an OnlyFans <laughs> is that even if it were innocent content, yeah, I think that the fact that someone were to have an OnlyFans is like immediate grounds for like being canceled. Like they don't yeah. even have to see what's on the other side of that paywall to think, oh, she must be you know, selling her body. And it's like, okay, well, you you know. So I just think like it's there's such a negative stigma with it. Yeah. It, which is sad, but I don't know. I'm just I'm I don't want to open that box and and then get canceled even if I'm doing nothing wrong. And I also take issue with that. I I. I I thought about it a lot. Not so much like, oh, I want to start one tomorrow, but I've like thought about like, I guess you could say the morality of it and why it is so taboo and why it's just like, yeah. it's crazy to me really because it's like you're not hurting anyone, you know? It's not like it's free, like, so it's not like, you know, like you have to, I don't know. It's just, it's a really interesting thing to me. That it makes some people so uncomfortable and it's like, oh man. But then other people are like making crazy money on it, but yeah. there's like a price to pay. There's a price to pay and it's undeniable. Um, not to promote myself on another project, but I do a podcast with a stripper called Ask the Stripper. Okay. And um, we've done one season, 10 episodes, and it, it, it's kind of breaking down those stereotypes of, you know, it's not this you know, crazy evil thing. You know, no. these are people just, you know, working and, yeah. and, and doing things and they enjoy it and it empowers them. It's. I think the bottom line is like, you need to live your life on your terms. Yeah. And we get so caught up in what other people might think of our decisions and myself too. And I've been trying to really challenge that lately because this is my time and this is your time. And to be able to own that is is so important. And I feel like just for most of my life, I've been so worried what other people will think of certain things. And it's like, no, like, let that go. Like, everyone's the main character of their own story. Like, yeah. you, you have such a minor role, like, unless you're, like, a spouse or something or a parent. But, you know, people are obsessed with their own lives and like constantly thinking in their own little worlds you know and so like it's just we lose sight of that so easily and we think oh everyone's looking at me nope most sorry <laughs> <laughs> most people are in their own heads and yeah we're so egocentric sometimes and it's it's not even like that we're full of ourselves necessarily but it's like just this like you know, the world revolves around us, and it doesn't. No. Which is why <laughs> you should feel liberated and do whatever you want. Exactly. And and the world these days, you know, you're able to do that. It's like, you know, years ago, you wouldn't be able to, you know, quit your job and survive no. doing what you're doing. No. But I'm very grateful that I can. So go support her. Go watch her YouTube channel. Please. Go go Patreon. You know. Like and subscribe. Uh, like, uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> the cliche. Slide into her DMs if you have cool tickets to things. Oh, please do. 
I do read my DMs most of the time. But don't be creepy. Some people. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty black. Yeah. Oh, worse than that. Way worse. Way worse. It's entertaining. You know? Yeah. Well, that's all I got. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. And thank you, Eliana. Yes, perfect. Yes. Good uh, job. I've learned. I learned today. Abadi, abadi, abadi. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is done, man. <laughs>